got to get right in. Is everybody clear what the plan is today? One last thing. Michael Tapp, you're on scholarship. <laughs> How about stuff. that, big Stevie Lee? How about that? That's that's good stuff, man. It always yeah. make you feel good, you know. It's uh, always good, good feel good stories. Yeah, I love it, man. And Michael Tafts was one of those guys, high academic guy from Westlake, great defensive back. He's part of the reason why Westlake won all those state championships uh, lately. I mean, I, I still see him in that one handed interception he made, I think, a year or two ago in a state championship, and or on the road to the playoffs. And all that kid's done is not only walk on, but find, he's played a lot. Yeah. I mean, do you recall when you were at Texas and all that talent, all those great players that you played alongside during Mac Brown's era of any walk-on who was remotely similar? <laughs> um, yeah, actually. Uh Michael Ungard. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good dude, too, man. Just um real nice guy. Do anything to help. And <laughs> that's why he was a walk-on and came and helped us. <laughs> the man ran down the field in total disregard to his body and just threw his body up against anybody on kickoff, man. So he had a fan base. He had a huge fan base. Like, the band had this, like – um the sign whenever he ran down the field on kickoff was like Ungar. Ungar. I remember this vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Michael Ungar was our world famous or Texas famous uh walk on. Those are always great stories. I look forward to each and every one of them when they start occurring throughout the latter part of the season in the off yeah. season. And man, it's kind of emotional because those kids, those young walk ons. They're up against a fight every day. Yeah. And they've got to really earn it. And but man, always great stories. As I guess know. the other best walk-on non-scholarship player I ever played with was Cedric Benson. Oh, because he was a baseball player. MLB played paid for him to go to school. That's right. The uh he wasn't on scholarship. I totally forgot about that, man. That yeah. is <laughs> Two of the best running backs in Texas history were on baseball money. Ricky yep. Williams. Yep. Said. You know how I found out was, you know, every year you – back then, every year you had to renew your scholarship, right? And, um, you know, Coach Brown was a stand-up guy. If you had a scholarship, you had a scholarship. Right. You know, no, some, so I heard some coaches would actually revoke kids' scholarships because it was a year to year contract. So we finished a meeting one day and um, compliance is in the hallway. They just needed everyone to sign their scholarship again once a year. And I think this was the first year that Cedric Benson was there. And um, he just kind of made fun because we finished a meeting. But you have to wait in line and, and sign your contra, your um, your scholarship. He was like, "All right, guys, I'm gone. Bye." I was like, "What?" And then he he revealed to me, "Like, yeah, man, I ain't on scholarship." I was like, "What do you mean?" 
You're Cedric Vincent? No. <laughs> he goes, yeah, uh, baseball pays my. I was like, ah. And um, kind of opened my eyes up. Yeah. Yeah. It- that's one of the great things about uh, MLB. You know, even though you're in the minors, that's part of the deal. They'll say we'll pay for your college. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it, but he he figured out that he was going to probably have a longer career, possibly, or get to the top level quicker in football. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Hey, real quick, you know, we love our guys, Hargrove Roofing. Man, they have done a lot of roofs, if you will in the 78757 lately, and then I introduced them uh, to another client uh, up there in Wells Branch. Oh, good. So there, a lot of people are starting to realize who's on their roof, Stevie. <laughs> yeah, man, know who's on your roof. That's awesome. <laughs> good guys in Hargrove, honest, tell you what the problem is, come out, fix it, or give you a whole new roof. It's good stuff. Or if you're Stevie Lee, they may go hang Christmas lights. <laughs> don't tell everybody don't that. Don't tell everybody that. <laughs> I, I just said that may be something, but I don't think they're in the Christmas light business. They're not. They're not in the Christmas light business. They they know how to run around on top of roofs, so that's why I called them. I got up there, and I was like, you know what? Life is too precious. Let me get somebody to know what they're doing up here. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Yeah, Smart man. <laughs> hey, there's really not too much to – this is that time of not only – December, but the year, but for college football in particular, where there's not too much to talk about, but it'll all change Wednesday of this week because it's National Signing Day number one. But for Texas and a lot of programs, you really who are playing in bowl games that are not either New York Six or CFP, what's the advantage and disadvantage of playing if you're an NFL draft eligible? Right now, and if no draft eligible, you um, you got to evaluate: Are you on the cusp of being drafted, or you're trying to raise your draft stock, um, or you've shown everybody everything that you can show? Um, these guys on the screen um, have shown everybody what they can do, so. You know, I know people get all up and get their panties in a wad and like these kids should they made a commitment, they should be playing this, this, and that, but why? Right, exactly. Yourself why? Like you you want them to play because you want to see them play in the burn orange again. That yeah, okay, say that. But when these kids got literal millions of dollars on the line, they don't want to put their body in danger on a football field. And risk that. And uh, the people who are out there saying that they should play uh, are dumb. And if they were oh. in their positions, they would do the same thing. You sit this, you, you just sit it out. You get, you have to sit this game out. It's a business decision. You know, um, the University of Texas used their bodies long enough, and now it's time for them to use them, their bodies for themselves. Yeah, leverage. Yeah. Leveraging and brokering, so to yeah. speak. Uh, yeah, but now, in the same breath, if you're a senior and you're trying to raise your draft stock, you know, you yeah. have advisors and agents and things like that that tell you, hey, you might want to put some more film, more uh, games on film for the scouts and go ahead and play this game. And some, and some guys do that. Yeah. You know, they need more film. 
Um, then they'll go play in a senior bowl um, and things like that. So uh, if you, you know, like someone like Bijan will probably go to the combine and run the 40 and that's it. Yeah. He, he's shown his, how, how his hands are on, um, on film. He can catch out of the backfield. He can jump step, drop on a dime and, and make someone miss. All he needs to do is train for the next three months for the 40 and run the 40 and go get paid. That's it. That's all he needs to do. And, you know, it's, it's where college football is. It is a business. Um, and they have to they have to take care of their business. 100% they do. I, and I yeah. think oh, you're going to kill me on this one. Or I think of the three right here, Roshan Johnson will have the longest NFL career. Ooh. Ooh. Longest. The longest NFL career. And that's a gamble to say because you can't predict injury, nor do I wish that upon him. Oh, um, yeah. I, not neither one of them. I just say that he's durable. He's extremely – and he can play multiple positions. Yeah. Well, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Um, it's it's kind of easy to say that because linebackers and running backs don't have very much long shelf life. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. And and B. John's going to be a number, a number one running back somewhere. Oh. Um, Hands down, it will be. Yeah. So they, running backs, they need to get their money in up front in the in the beginning because their shelf life is not. And you, you can see Ezekiel is not aging well. Elliot, no. you know. Oh, that game. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hear you. So, um, so uh, real quick, DeMarvian, great person, great character, great eth- work ethic. Just a good energy guy. Um, do you think it doesn't matter what we think, but do you think he could even remotely benefit from playing in this Alamo Bowl? And I know he's not, but I think he, in my eyes, <laughs> we talked about this before. Yeah, you know he he needed some more development. He missed a couple tackles. No, I'm sorry. That wasn't that wasn't him. I'm sorry. Scratch that. Probably somebody else. Yeah. It was 41. Ford. That was Ford. Oh, Jalen. Yeah, it was Ford. My bad. Right. Um, it all depends on what the what the NFL scouts are saying, right? I think if you first round, you don't need to play. If you on a cusp, if some some um ex- experts are telling you that you are a fourth rounder. Or a second rounder, I think you play in the game to show them, show everyone that you are a second rounder. You know, yeah. So, um, the difference between fourth and second round is a couple million dollars. So that's significant difference. Yeah, significant. So that's that's enough money to make me want to go ahead and play and try to raise my draft stock. But then, do I? Do I put my body at risk for not getting at all anything at all? No, that's I mean it is a risk. Um, but Steve, I, listen, I, I if I if I'm a Texas fan, I'd want DeMarvian here forever. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a true team guy, and I and but at the same time, man, I, I I'm not an expert, and I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I bet there's a 90, 80 to ninety percent chance I'm wrong, but I think he's a fourth or fifth rounder. Oh, really? Then he plays. He should play. I mean, it's nothing personal. It's just yeah, yeah. from what I've seen over really just if you dial in the last twenty. NFL drafts, of course, every draft's different because team the needs are different. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great specimen. I think he will put on some girth, if you will, some thickness. And mm-hmm. but they'll do it where he keeps his quickness, kind of like Derek Johnson. Derek, Derek put on a lot when he played, and he changed it to a different linebacker. Yeah, but I don't know. I, fourth, fifth round possibility, but. Bijan, who should have been a Heisman finalist, really showed today um, why he's just another chapter of who he is. All three of these guys, and a lot of guys in Longhorns like this. Mm-hmm. But this is Bijan today, and he really said that this was honestly a tough decision. Uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a hard decision. Um, and you know, for me, being a being a running back, you know, it's it's smart to, you know keep the keep the wheels on everybody you know fresh you know when you do want to go to the go to the nfl and i thought that this was just you know the perfect time to to go endure that for sure um but the reason why it was hard you know because i just love it here yeah you can't he's you lying, can't help it, he, he's lying. <laughs> not a hard decision <laughs> that is not a, if you hey listen if that kid was in my camp i was like dude shut it down it's not a hard decision it's not. He's lying. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if he's lying or not. He, he's not lying. If he said it, he's not lying. But it's not a hard decision to do. You, I mean, everyone knew when you were walking off the field against Baylor the last home game. Yeah. What was that Baylor? Yeah. You're, you're, you're done. That was your last time putting on a burnt orange jersey. He knew it. He knew it, yeah. too. Yeah. It wasn't a hard decision. It's a no. business decision. Hey, Stevie, these bowl games, the, the gifts, the swag, I can't remember the financial number, but it has to be below at or below a X amount. But you know, all the bowl games that I went to from as a media member to, I mean, I did God, man, I did a bunch of stories, media or uh team bowl paraphernalia swag stories, had some fun. Um, and we got some gifts too. And I and I I'll give it to that Texas Bowl. I'm not a big fan of the people who run the Texas Bowl just because the way they treated us. Um but man, they gave away Academy gift cards. Oh, really? Fiesta Bowl. Man, I got some Ray Bans. Okay. All right. And uh, and on just like clockwork, I go through a pair of Ray Bans. Lifespan's probably eight to twelve months. <laughs> yeah. I lost, them. I lost them seven months later. There you go. But man, <laughs> for you as a player. What what was your what was your favorite bowl gift or gifts? Well, it's gonna, I'm gonna show you my show my age a little bit. Before these things had cameras on them and and video recording, um, it was a camcorder. Yes, we got a camcorder from the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> so everybody walking around uh, SeaWorld with their camcorder, and I don't think we ever you know anybody ever. 
went back to the pictures that you took with that or the videos that you took with that. It was just, they gave us a camcorder, one of those big bulky things, big square bulky and you walking around with it. And one year, at, um, I think it was still, no, it was the Cotton Bowl. We had one of those handheld DVD players with the little screen on it. So it folds up like that. It, it closes and folds up like that. And when you can watch a DVD, your battery life was only for one DVD. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, man. So um, we got one of those from the Cotton Bowl. Um, and I can't remember, man. I'm so old. I can't remember what else we got. Did but you say I remember, old? Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, that was 20 years ago. Well, yeah, 20, 20. I was there from 2000 to 04. It was 20 years ago. Dude, that's freaking. Oh, my God. Don't put that age on us, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So it was, um, it was always good gifts, man. We love uh, getting those gifts from the Bulls. But I, the the one, the two I remember was the DVD player and the um, camcorder. That th- those were great gifts, bro. Yeah, those were really good gifts, especially back then. Oh yeah. my god, I, I yeah, you, 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 got, you uh, I still have a pout. It's a it's a bag with a strap on it, um, of CD holder. So you can hold it was a it was a it had a pouch to hold your discman right. and then another pouch to hold all your CDs and you can strap it over your shoulder and you can walk around with your discman and all your CDs that you needed that came from the Big Twelve so you had we had Big Twelve gifts as well. Shout out to the Big Twelve and I do miss this. One of my favorite accessories as far as backpacks. Mm-hmm. An OGO backpack had has a. I still use it to this day, especially for my carry on at an yeah. airport. I mean, that thing has thirty seven different department compartments. <laughs> yeah, the Big Twelve Media Days, all Media Days at, at that level. Man, they do it right because they're sponsored gifts. Yeah, and they do Big Twelve. They rocked it out, man. Good job. But these bowl games. I've all I've heard. I want to say the, the in the money it's six ninety nine a person, right? Six hundred ninety nine and below. Is that right? I, I don't. I have no clue, man. I have no clue. What I what what I did here years after I was gone, kids had um, they would give them a ticket and they would go into a prize room, and you can choose whatever you wanted out of that room. And one year they had like a lazy boy reclining chair. And what you do is if you say you want that, they'll ship it to you. They would have shipped it to you at one of these bowls. I can't remember. And so <laughs> someone said more than half the team got the lazy boy chair so they can sit in their dorm room playing games. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and study. You know, study. Yeah, and study. Okay. Studying in lazy boy chairs, you fall asleep. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah. Stevie, uh, the first of two national signing days. I, mm-hmm. I like it how this changed. I, I do like this. I know this is what third or fourth year of this, uh, the early signing period, which is where the top talent in the country will sign usually, unless they want to continue the recruiting process. From all you heard, in your on your Longhorn football family, uh, I'm expecting. Would you say top five? five to seven recruiting class 
on, on, on day one, I mean, signing day number one alone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing top three some places, right? So yeah. this is very important, man. Um, the way that Shark and his uh, staff has gone out and recruited, um, that, that's loading up this university with good talent yeah. for four to five years to come. And then if you build on that, you build on that, you know, on top of that. And then you build on top of that, you know. So um, now that's a double-edged sword too now, right, sword. So you're going to get these guys in, what you going to do with them, you know. But what are they going to do with you? They, yeah. they may bounce. Yeah, that's true. This, this portal is wide open nowadays. So, um, so it's it's um, that's good and dandy that we got the kids here. So now it's up to y'all to keep them here. Yeah, and and develop them. So, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be a shark, and his staff will smile uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. Smile, smile, smile. Yes, we got this class. <coughs> But they're gonna go to bed <laughs> with their eyes plastered to the ceiling. It was like, oh, I got these big, strong young kids coming in here. I got to do something with them, or my is on the line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they 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 will. I mean, they're still recruiting well. Offensive line, not not as I don't think it's gonna be as as as, as extensive as last this past recruiting cycle. O line yeah. class, but they, I think they've done a fabulous job. I think AM still, and AM, here, here's a good stat for you. As of right now, last check, 22 Aggies, I think, have either declared for the draft or entered the portal. They got a problem over there, man. It's either that or he has determined who doesn't belong in the program and has yeah. told them that you should enter. You should enter. You should enter. Yeah. I, I, I can see him doing that because his tail is on the line right now too. Yeah. Well, Big clearly time. listen, I don't care if it was a rebuilding year and the, they did get the quarterback finally figured out there at the end of the year at A&M. Yeah. But we pay you $10 million a year to figure it out before the year. Parts. Stevie, they should never lose. I'll be honest with what what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. They should never lose more than five games. Yeah, ever with with what they're bringing in. Yeah, and I don't know, but I think Texas is almost to that that level where a rebuilding year is eight wins. A rebuilding year is eight wins. Whoa, whoa, seven or eight. They got. They need two more recruiting cycles. I mean, or rebuilding year is seven wins, eight wins. Oh, hey, that sounds like that we've been really good for a long time, though. And I don't that's, think that's, that's true. why I'm saying. Well, that that was your type of rebuilding year, but you yeah. never went. You never rebuilt it. Rebuilt. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You had sustainable success. I think a five-win season, not making a bowl, we want to call it a, a, a rebuilding year. Dude, that's horrible. You, that should never happen. 
Really? That should never happen at A&M or Texas. It happened to us last year, though. It's happened a lot in Texas. <laughs> so that, that was just a bust year, not a rebuilding year. I think there's a bad – I think there was a bad combination of players at Texas in, in 2021. Gotcha. I, think it, I just don't think it was – there's a lot of talent. Yeah. Not a good combination of players for a team. I want to throw 2021 out of the window anyway. So that was, yeah. that was bad COVID football too. So Oh, that's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> hey, you know who I – listen – I get it. Now, Stephen, before I go to this story, um, <laughs> you'll love this graphic. Um, we, you and I, and everyone else, we really, truly need to change our mindset and really about how signing X amount here, signing this, hey, after this class, another class, and then you just stockpile. It ain't, it, to say it bluntly and poor grammar, it ain't like that anymore. We've got to we got to figure out we got to stay. Here's what we as fans I think how we should change our mind, and that is who 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 do you think we can get out of the portal? Who do you think is going to transfer? Who can we develop that is coming from other programs? You know, just signing people, signing people. Yeah, it's important, but you got to be open to the portal every year. Mm-hmm. And this NIL, we'll save that for next week or another podcast. That NIL is, I don't think it's working the way it is now. I think it's helping, but overall, I think, I don't think it's sustainable the way it is currently. Huh. I think we have to talk on that. I think it's a huge conversation. Because, because I want to get my facts. I want to get my theories together mm-hmm. so we can have a good conversation about it. Sure, sure. Um, Maybe bring in somebody. Yeah, bring in an expert. Um, I hear you. What do we need to bring in, though? What do we need to uh, – what's wrong with it? I think you, you've got kids – Allegedly, going to coaches and asking, "How can I make more money?" instead of worrying about getting better on the field. Okay, I hear something you. as basic as that. I like hear you. Conversations between player and coach about money—that should never happen. I hear you. I get but that. Maybe that's what's going on up in Lincoln, Nebraska. Matt Rule. Back in coaching. He's a big emoji guy. Check out that tweet by him today in the middle. Uh-huh. It's geared towards signing day. I'm a, I'm a Matt Rule guy, but he's obviously a big emoji guy too. That's a bit much. What is it saying? Call me. Call star. Oh, five star call. Wait, star five star? Where you get five? One, two, Three, yeah, there's five stars. See them? There's three at the very, second to last. Call me. Just call me, baby. No. Wait. Do you know what he's trying to say, though? Call me. Call me, stars. 
Earlier today, a bunch of corn husks for corn huskers. Is this the world we live? This is a weird world we're living in. First of all, people can't have a conversation anymore looking at you and I. This had nothing to do with that, but I just wanted to throw it out there. But <laughs> Matt Rule, I mean, he's obviously adapted. His emoji game is strong. Dude, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what he's trying to say. This is how these recruits – it's cryptic, man. Okay. Forward the call. Star. I pick up. Star. Old school phone. Star. Cell phone. Stop calling. I don't know, man. It, it, I can't. I'm trying to look at it on my phone on my emojis right now, and I can't. But as a red phone, looks like a ping pong paddle, a selfie. Oh, a selfie. That's a stop sign. That's a flying stop sign, isn't it? Yep. Not a ping pong paddle. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Or is a ball? Flying ball or a a meteor? It's a meteor. He's like, let's shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars. Wow. Yeah, I want. I would love to uncrypt. Like I'm. I'm into uh, uh, riddles and puddles. You know, puzzles. Being the girl dad that I am. Yeah, they got uh, you going. So I, I, I would love to know what he's trying to say right there. No, that's that's. I love it. I want to be. He's a funny guy too. Yeah. It's good when stuff. he showed up to Big 12 Mini Days, I had a one-on-one with him. Good stuff. And he was wearing the Baylor green, that dark green jacket. And I introduced him as the defending masters champion. And, and, <laughs> and he's he would talk about his golf game. So we didn't we didn't even talk about football for five minutes, two minutes. That's funny. It's funny. He's good people, man. He, I, I, Nebraska is one of those programs. It needs. It's better for football when they're winning, and they have not won in a long time. Yeah, man, it sucks. It sucks. Um, Deion Sanders. Speaking of recruiting, Deion Sanders is killing it right now, flipping people who are who are going to be on campus for visits. Who, you know, he. He. I'm not going to predict anything, but all I'm going to say he's going to make Colorado relevant as far as bowl games and seven eight maybe nine win seasons yeah once every four or five years he, he'll get to double digits it's just going to be hard in this modern era but he will win there there's yeah. no doubt um rob j his buddy and you, you called him look like two drunk uncles at thanksgiving not always having a conversation yeah, that's his buddy. That's uh, at Jackson State. That uh, they have an interesting relationship. Well, Pro- Coach Prime was talking about this is huge because this move to Colorado, because it's making some of my guys, some of his assistants, millionaires. It's generational money. Yeah, like these guys came. A lot of them came from nothing. Well, Rob J. Inter- inter- interrupted and had this to say. Okay, well that's kind of nice, but. There's another guy who needs some life changing as well. Damn them. <laughs> Damn them. Uh, 
one more you need. <laughs> one more need to be life changing. Why are you talking about them? <laughs> I love you know, that guy. I'm taking with you, man. Come on, take Rob J to Boulder, baby. <laughs> you be your SDI guy. Is it SDI? SID. SID. SID guy. <laughs> Make or, your SID or, guy. Or as they to be the multimedia journalist for Colorado football. Yeah, no question. <laughs> take him with you, man. Take him with him. Put him on the payroll for a hundred grand. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So Stevie, another thing you know we missed. A lot of big stories last week. It was kind of a well, it was a very depressing week uh, last week. Yeah, one of which, one of college football greats that you and I feel like we know because of the region and his ties here, Texas Tech. But Coach Leach, and we'll talk about it. But I want to, I want to just, I just made a short, short tribute. Uh, there's so many. He's got thousands of quotes, kind of like Spike Dykes did it when he was here but man just a little something to remember the guy who unfortunately lost his uh his life came to an end at only age 61. my favorite weather pattern happens to be uh when it rains mud dust comes through rain on top of it it rains mud. we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face until somebody daubed our little tears off and made us feel better if that youth's got a rifle there's some definite problems you know you'd have to get one of those harry potter activists to read up on how you kill a sun devil because there's a lot of uh outside stuff there um just as far as a beast alone uh a buffalo's going to be pretty hard to tangle with i mean a, bu a buffalo's utterly outstanding <laughs> Just, you and I have been through this. You, and one of these episodes, we are going to uh, talk about one of your good buddies. It's, you, you know, death is inevitable, but yeah. you're never prepared for it, especially for something like this. Mm -hmm. um, man, he had pneumonia for several months and did not go. He just, like so many people, not an advocate of going to the – getting checked out. Right. One of the yeah. – mm, yeah, um, tough, tough loss, man, for college football. Um, he he was a good guy, funny. Um, you know, you're right. He was in the region down here and was a, a great coach at um, at Texas Tech. You know, um, and his offensive mind was was fantastic. You know, every every throwing quarterback wanted to play for him. You know, so um. Yeah, it, it was sad around here, but uh, he did leave a legacy, you know. So he sure did. He's gonna he's gonna be missed, but remembered for a long time. Long time. He knew a little about a lot. And yeah, I love that last picture. Um, that's Hal Mummy, who where he learned that offense from, and mm -hmm. was that extension, and you know he coached under Stoops that '99 year before he got it rolling. The very next year. Yeah. Um, and they hired him from Texas Tech. Said. Who is this guy that turned Josh Heupel 
in this offense into something significant and yeah. brought into Lubbock. And man, amazing. And I, I, well, there's a lot of friends that you and I are connected to who got to know him. And like these, like Billy Shot, former Longhorn kicker from the 70s, uh, he and his wife go to Key West every year. And that's where they, that's how they became close with uh, gotcha. Coach Leach and his wife. Uh, and man, that's tough. And I feel for Mississippi State. Yeah, football program right there. Um, tough to transition to, but uh, man, I, it's just life is very, very, very random. Precious, absolutely, it is. Maybe a little dramatic there, but uh, all the state champions in this great state of Texas have been crowned. And I got to show you something that I thought was interesting. Man, I love maps and I love stats. I think you do too. All mm -hmm. 12 of the state champions in the state of Texas, look, they're all right there. For the oh, most part. They're all within two to three hours of each other. Oh, wow. Oh man, that's cool. Well, we know we now know where all the best football is being played right now. Well, you're right, and it's not in Houston. It's not in Houston. <laughs> oh my goodness! And we got to build a wall on that top border to keep these kids from going to OU and keep them here. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to migrate to Tech. Yeah, they may Absolutely. be going to Angelo State. Dude, that's a that's a great graphic, man. That's awesome. They're around the Dallas area, man. Yeah, it's you know one from Central Texas, mm -hmm. um, one in East Texas. I'm trying to see who that is. In Carthage, Carthage in East, East Texas. Texas. That's surprising. Only one from East Texas, man. I know it. I was shocked. I don't know what that's about because usually, now I will say this: having said all this, the great state of texas mm -hmm. um or austin austin high school football has improved leaps and bounds in the last 10 15 years overall Absolutely. it's not just west lake and lake travis vandergriff, vandergriff made it and wimberley made it to the state championship games and but dripping dripping uh came, doing well, right they came very close yeah so they fumbled at the goal line against vandergriff and that's hard and i hope those kids don't bang their head and hold themselves accountable. That's just the way the ball rolls sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. But that, that's a pretty cool graphic, man. That that area up there. Um, we should all uh, we should get those Dallas schools drug tested <laughs> <laughs> to see what the deal is up there. See what's in the water, but. You know, man, the other thing that I don't I don't want to bring this up, I guess, but I am. I don't know why the state of Texas has two champions in one division. Well, I can explain it. 
Make it make sense, though. You can explain it, but make it make sense. I'll, I'll explain it. I mean, I it, hope I hope with hopes it makes sense. Okay. Um, if you create a 7A, meaning another highest classification, then the travel would be enormous. Like Allen has, I think, 7,000 students. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the next if you were to create that, then they would be in a district probably with a Northern suburb of Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some Dallas suburbs, it, it would be really hard to make. So right. 6A division one and two, <clears throat> they're 6A during the season, but when it comes time to playoffs, the four teams in each district, all the way, well, all the way up, one A, six A. Four teams from each district make it. The top two in each district of enrollment, um, they go to Division One, and then the two. So, as you have uh, a, a high number of enrollment, you go to District One. Right. Okay. Yeah. Your division one. It's all about enrollment. It's all about enrollment. So what you're saying then that uh, what was the team out of Dallas? Allen? Allen, right outside of Dallas. Right outside of Dallas. And then you go down to Houston. And let's see. Let's say North North Shore has seven thousand kids, and they're six A. They're in the same division, then, huh? Yes, for the playoffs. For the playoffs. So, and what is the enrollment for six A? You have to be at 4, well 000, 4, every two years. The UIL has a thing called realignment. And okay. they, the cut the numbers are cut up. They just manipulate the numbers every year. So this doesn't do any good because I don't have the numbers in front of me. That's okay. But for example, my high school alma mater, high school alma mater, Anderson. What was it right now is the Last year they were in six. Uh, last year, wait, wait. Now they are the smallest program in six A in the state, competing mm. in the in the same district as Lake Travis, Dripping Springs, Bowie, and Wesley. Mm. Put that together for football. Okay. Yeah. I got. I still got to make it make sense for me, man. I, I. They're trying to put an equal playing field in the playoffs. Trying to, as far as enrollment. Now, here's <coughs> to your point. Let's take Austin ISD. Now, South Oak Cliff is giving inner city schools hope because mm-hmm. they now want it back to back. All right, AISD. Outside Bowie is the only one that has a chance. Mm-hmm. Only one that has a chance because you may have the enrollment at Anderson, 
but you sure as hell don't have the 6A numbers for football. Right. They have more than most schools in the area, mm -hmm. but definitely don't have the depth. It's improving. They're creating a program there. It's just they need to stay in the 5A ranks. Yeah. That's just, I'm just using them as an example. We got a we got a we got a hit on our on the Chris Beard situation. So we didn't have a chance to talk about that last week. Yeah. And it's a uh, nothing has changed since you since it happened last week. Right. But this situation is it's an idol. It's treading water, so to speak. Yeah. What was your take on it? Because the affidavit is damning, but what people need to know. Is and everyone can have access to the affidavit. Um, all I'll say, Stevie, to me, I don't have any of the facts confirmed. Nobody does, and well, somebody may who knows Chris Beard and his fiance, but it 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 screams to me that this is a toxic relationship. That's all yeah. we've seen this before. Yeah. Well, there's always three sides to a story. Right. right. His side, her side, and then the truth. Right. Correct. So um, I think the university now is trying to cover their tails. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, you can't fire him without the uh, going through due process. Correct. You know? That means the university, which is a state run entity, um, can't fire someone without cause. Um, if they do, I mean, they can fire him without cause, but he can, if he, you know, becomes innocent on all charges and he's scot-free and nothing's been, nothing happens to him, then he come back and sue the university for wrongful termination, you know? So pending investigation, he's, you know, just, um suspended suspended with no pay <laughs> if you're not paying me and I'm suspended then I, I guess I don't work there anymore but you know so uh it's, it's a tough situation um if the young lady is not wanting to press charges I think that that has to be looked at very very hard you know and that's what I heard am I wrong with no that? no no that that's that's the is it accurate that's that's yeah, that's what essentially has happened. Yeah, that's but here's where the DA and the state and county take over it now, Stevie. Let's let's, let's remove this because all we know is all we know is what's on that affidavit in the police report. Yeah, okay? let's look at domestic violence cases and what we what we all know is a consistent with constant with those. You have domestic violence cases, so many of them, in which the uh, the party who called or reported it wants to drop the charges. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not a conviction of Chris Beard. It's just, listen, whoever that party is, I mean, bottom line is this, this union doesn't need to happen. Right. It's yeah. kind of productive. They go to they go to separate ways for sure, but um, right now there needs to be um, some kind of damage control 
to where everyone involved goes away the same as they got into the relationship. You know what Correct. I mean? It's- so um, Chris does have a lot to lose. Yes. Um, with this situation. But, you know, uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? So he had the crown and you got to make good decisions. You got to make better decisions of who you have around you. Uh, who do you decide to be a mate with, you know? Uh, so it's, it, that's, um, it's difficult and unfortunate, but, um, we just got to wait and see it, for us as Texas fans and the way he had the, um, the, the team rolling and things like that, it was good. But we also want to respect our women, right? Correct. And, and, and so there's, there's, um, there's a piece there. Um, you know, you're right. Some women turn around and say, no, he didn't hit me. And that's like battered woman syndrome. But um, hopefully that's not the case here. Hopefully it was a big misunderstanding. And sometimes women, not women, sometimes people don't don't understand the consequences of your actions when you're in it, you know? And so calling the police and telling them this, this, and that, you already got that ball rolling. So retracting it looks suspicious. And the, and the police, their due diligence did what they had to do. Speculation, I think we're okay with that part because someone in that house called a cop. Correct. Twice. Twice. Someone in that house called a cop. And um, if it's true, toxic relationship. If it's not, and someone's lying to the cops, toxic relationship. Hey, we got we can't forget what this time of year means and what it and what it is because uh regardless of how old we are and it's a special time of year hey christmas we're gonna try to get to see what christmas morning is like at stevie stevie lee's house on the other side of this break I'm Stevie Lee, former defensive tackle for the University of Texas. And I'm Clyde Hargrove. I'm a roofer. I also saw action in 52 games. And I fixed a lot of roofs. Also won a Rose Bowl and never lost to AM. And I uh, fixed a lot of roofs, right, Stevie? Oh, right, right. I'm sorry. I zoned out a little bit. So are you going to say that thing about Hargrove Roofing? Hargrove Roofing. Know who's on your roof. Is this even going to work as a commercial? It just got me in the mood, baby. Let's go. Let's leave those cookies out for Santa on Santa Christmas Eve night, man. So give me, if you could even remember, what were some of the best things that you remember growing up that, man, that just made Christmas so special for the Stevie Lee and your family? Well, growing up, man, my uh, coolest memory was uh, I have a little brother, and um He's really into music and uh, loves drumming. 
So my parents bought him, well, I'm sorry, Santa Claus bought him a um, drum set, real drum set. And my dad and I, so Santa just dropped it off. He didn't put it together. My dad and I stayed up all night to put this drum together. And my little brother, he's probably seven, eight years old. He sleeps in the room, in my parents' room with my mom. But my dad and I stayed up putting the, the drum set together. He wakes up the next morning. We are uh, opening all our gifts. I'm the only one, only kid in the house to know that there's a drum set in his bedroom. And so um, we open up our gifts. He's so excited. He's a seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid opening all his gifts and things like that. And my mom tells us to pick up all our presents, pick up everything, and just take them to your room. And so he walks to his room, opens the door, and see a brand new uh, drum set in his room. And, oh, man, the look on his face, memorable. You know, this is 30 years ago almost, you know, so... That, that's my fondest memory was my little brother getting his drum set, you know, and uh, that, that was that was pretty cool for me. But what 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 the Lee family, this Lee family does is um, it's really cool because Santa goes to everyone's house and have cookies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Santa in this house leave extra gifts if he gets round rock donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So every year I know that we have to because my daughter, my oldest daughter's birthday is Christmas Eve. So wow. yeah, we're a type of family. We try to eat healthy and this, this, and that. But she gets to choose a restaurant to go to on her birthday. And her, her go-to restaurant is blue blueberry pancakes with blueberry syrup. Is IHOP. That's the only place in the world she's she's she has looked and looked and looked. Uh, Kirby have, Lane? Kirby Lane didn't have blueberry syrup. Good point. She says she has to have blueberry pancakes with blueberry syrup. And that's the only place that has it is IHOP. I go to IHOP every year. Once a year, I go to IHOP because of that. That's the only good. reason. Yeah. You, you're um, a good, good dad. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> um. And so, um, so, but before we go to all of that and do all of that, we got to figure out what time Round Rock Donut closes uh, to go grab Santa a dozen. Uh, well, we, we go ahead and get a bunch because the next morning that's our breakfast. You know, Santa eats that night, drop them off, and then the next morning, uh, we as a family <laughs> eat the rest of the donuts and kolaches and simply orange, orange juice. That's our tradition here. It's a fantastic tradition. He loves it. He, lo he, leaves, a note. he leaves a note. Uh, like every kid gives me cookies and milk, but I love coming here uh, to get round rock donuts and, uh, and simply orange, orange juice. Man. Yeah. Can y'all adopt me? Can I become an honorary member of the family? <laughs> you just uh, get a job with Santa. Get on get yeah. on his play with him. It's payroll. And then, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just um, when he makes a stop at our house, stop with him. Hey, man, tell me something good. Tell you something good. We're single digits days away from the greatest holiday of the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. The birth of Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Yep. Um, have you started to see a little difference or is there still uh, some things going on in the world? I still think there's great things going on. Absolutely, man. Um, tell me something good, man. What I'm going to tell you is this weekend is about family. It's about love. Um, celebrating the birth of Christ somewhat, you know, <laughs> we don't know if he was really born on this day, right? But you know, it's just just uh to be around family to um take some time out and just actually you know appreciate each other, man. That's something good for me. I like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but also remembering the people that have lost people this year, you know what I mean? So this is the toughest time for the of the year. If this is your first year, what out a loved one that you lost right. earlier this year. Um, so me, Stevie Lee, is thinking of uh, we'll be thinking of those people uh this holiday season because we we've gone through it. Uh my wife and I have gone through it. Uh, I've seen my mother go through it. it. It's a tough time for people like that that have lost someone. And so um but something good is you know it's a new day. It's a new dawn, right? And so we can um, reflect on the good things, the positive things that we have of loved ones that we've lost. Uh, reflect on how that person made you feel. You're feeling sad right now because that person made you feel so good for so many years, you know? Right. So uh, just reflect on that and, and know that I love you, the Lee family love you, uh, and just uh, and hang in there, you know, because it's going to be all right. Hey, this is Coach with Hargrove Roofing, wishing all uh, the UT fans and especially our our Man Cave listeners a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Be safe and know who's on your roof. <laughs> man, I'm Shreveport guys, man. I love them. <laughs> Those Shreveport boys are something different. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hey, brother man embrace the season embrace the holiday give all your family a hug and much love to stevie lee and his family on the on the arguably the greatest holiday of the year absolutely it is absolutely and, uh, we're gonna have to have a porch time maybe a cigar and a cocktail soon because uh beginning this uh saturday all the way to january 1st it's it's my favorite week of the year. Would you yeah, say the absolutely. same? Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. And the bowl games are getting better. And the times with family and friends, that's when it just improves more and more. I mean, you guys be safe. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Man, we don't discriminate. We love y'all. We celebrate absolutely. it all in the man absolutely. cave. For Big Stevie, the pride of Shreveport and the OG man cave boys, that being Harbaugh Hars, Big Mike, and Coach Mo. Merry Christmas.